you're hungry, because you're listening to Everybody Eats. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Everybody Eats podcast. How y'all doing? So, everyone, we are currently on live with Mr. Michael. How do you pronounce your last name? Jamil. Jamil. So, we're on live with Mr. Michael Jamil. So, we're on live. Call me Mike G for sure. Mike G, right? So, um, we're on live with Mike G. We have Edom Eggpea co host on the phone. So, we're recording today's episode. So, um, if you were lucky enough to be watching it live, you can drop your questions, comments, or something like that. And we'll try and get to them throughout the episode. But if you watch this when we drop, we'll drop in about. From today, probably in about three weeks or so. Um, so make sure that you're following us on all platforms. We got a lot of content coming out. So make sure you're watching that. Um, we have some great episodes coming soon. And, and yeah, so let's get into today's episode. So Mr. Mike G, um, it was a, it, it's very interesting how we met. We met back at, shout out to Everyday Dope Life for putting on the event at the Slover Library a couple weeks back. That's essentially how I was able to meet Mike G, um, he was playing his sax and he was, man, he was killing it, right? All those different tunes. I think my favorite, one of my favorite ones is when he did, uh, dang, dang, uh, Swag Surf, right? He did the Swag Surf on the saxophone. So I was like, man, this man is official. So, you know, I had to go on Tidal, I had to go mark an album. Um, you know, I had that downloaded and all that stuff. So, uh, shout out, shout out to Mike G, some really good music. I'm going to talk more about his music, new album coming soon. So we're gonna have that uh, have that for you guys. So first, let's do a nice introduction. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Tell the people what you're about, Mr. Mike. What's up? What's up? It's your boy Michael Jamel, aka Mike G, jazz <laughs> saxophonist slash producer, right here from Chesapeake and Portsmouth, Virginia. And uh, it's one thing about Virginia, you know, Virginia is for lovers. It's a fact. That's, a, that's, you know, that's my thing, you know, I like to just walk around the earth spreading love. I believe I'm a loving him. Um, but in all seriousness, though, uh, I found my passion and my purpose was sex. And um, I'm on the road to be legendary, man. So it's my full-time job. Um, I have an open-air store that I usually go when I play at. Oh, yeah, they also call me Brother Passion. Okay, okay. Thank you, Ashby. That's also one of my aliases. Um but yeah, man, I just like to spread the love, and uh, I think that jazz is the art form that is getting lost in the younger generation, mm. you know what I mean? And so um, I feel that I'm chosen to bring it back because it's an art form that allows you to think and get your, get your stuff together. Like, I've been looking at this time frame we've been off, as it's a lot of time that the world got to... Uh, really focusing on what they want to do. Mm -hmm. But if you keep listening to the same type of music, it'll keep you in a, um, a trance. Mm. I also got another song called Trance. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it'll keep you in a trance, man. So I want to give people a music that they can plan to, they can think to, they can make their millions to, you know what I mean? And then liberate them from being stagnant. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, I want to get more into that backstory. So, I know you say you're doing this full time. So, I know for for example, like myself, right? Even I, we we play instruments in like elementary school and high school. So, how do you transition from playing the saxophone either in school or for a hobby to doing it full time? What does that take, and what like what are the yeah like what does that take to transition to doing that full time? Well, 
Word. So, um, man, with that, I would say it chose me rather than I chose it kind of thing. Because uh, I don't even talk about this, but when I was younger, I played the saxophone like in middle school. Yeah. And it was kind of like I didn't take it as serious as I should because nerdy. Yeah. And so, like, I was like mad that I had around the school and back. But I played for my church. Yeah. So I had to take it back and forth. Um, so I had to take, you know, in middle school, you like, oh, I like girls and everything, you know. I thought was cool was what I thought was cool. So needless to say, I didn't um, take it as serious. But I always played for church. And then when I got to college, I was watching the basketball team, man, and they was like so passionate about what they were doing. Yeah. And I, I knew that. I, oh. But, uh, Virginia Wesley. Yeah. I transferred over to uh, another state. And the funny thing was the music department gave me more credits than um, the business department. Because mm. I, I was a business major at first. So the music department gave me more credits than the business department. So then that's when I changed my major to music. And from there, uh, I graduated, worked at Geico. Shout out to Geico. All my Geico ends. <laughs> that, that was the spot. But um, I worked at Geico for about, about two and a half years. And I read, um, I read Steve Harvey's book, Jump. Mm. And so, after I read that, I read it, mind you, between calls. Yeah. So, I read that book, and then my, right before my grandma passed, um, may she rest in peace, mm-hmm. I went to see her at the hospital at work, and I was kind of praying about it. Uh, should I take this leap of faith? Um, and then right when I was walking into the hospital, I was listening to uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Um, I forget what song it is. I think it's on To Pimple Butterfly. But he said jump at least like eight times. And I was looking over like out the window of the hospital. And he was like, jump, 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 jump. So I was like, dang, okay. I can't ignore that sign. So I went in, told my boss. They was like, what? You don't want to go part-time? I was like, nah, I'm just and uh, I could have did it differently, but I think that it was definitely a uh, destiny, man. It was yeah. Calvin, what's up? It's a famous, famous guitarist right there at the joint. Got you, got you. Yes, yeah, sir. So, um, how long ago was that? Um, since I quit? Yeah. That was, I believe, 2017. 2017? Okay, so about like three years? Yeah, matter of fact, yep. So I was going to ask, that was another thing I was going to say, what, um, what what would you say are, for anyone who may be interested, whether it is playing the saxophone or maybe they're, you know, a music artist, they're like a rapper trying to do, you know, music full time, what would you say are certain skills or certain things you need to be aware of in order to, you say, before you quit your job and you want to go pursue it full time?
twelve thousand saved up. Okay. Um, and my my problem and what I should have done, what I didn't do. Appreciate that, bro. What I didn't do was I didn't think about earning the money mm. versus uh, just having money to support my life. Okay. Reason is when you think about saving money and using this, your savings to support you. Then you're thinking in the perspective of conservation. Mm. You're thinking, uh, let me not spend so much so that I'll have something left to live longer and pursue my dreams. But, and that's the beauty of going broke. When you go broke and you zero, right? Now, unless you earn it, you just won't have it. You won't be able to pay your bills. You won't be able to eat. You won't be able to do none of that. So if I had that perspective at first, you see what I'm saying? Then I would have been gravy. I wouldn't have went to, to for broke. So my advice to you know young artists that if I false. My yeah, mama cool. called me. Yeah. <laughs> cool. but, yeah, but uh my advice would be to to already think about earning that money. Like put yourself in that position already. Yeah. Because you can do it, but you can't do it being the same person like in a conservation mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and go for is how much money you want, however much money you want, go for that. Don't yeah. try to just, you know, survive. It's not about survival, it's about thriving. Got you, got you. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. So it's not about like, all right, I have enough money to last me X amount of time because eventually it's going to run out. You have to know, be like, all right, I need to earn money, you know what I mean? So it doesn't, sure, you know, it doesn't, doesn't run out. So that's what's up. That's what's up. So, uh, Edom, do you have anything you want to you wanna ask or any points you want to bring up before we go to the next question? I'm going to use AirPods. So I want to know uh, how long you've actually been playing um, in schools in New York. They start you off uh, playing in, I want to say, fourth grade. Um so I don't know how it is over there in um, Virginia. Uh, so you can just let us know. Where um, I started in the sixth grade. Oh. Um, excuse me. Uh, I actually picked the sax because my uncle played sax. Okay. So I was about uh, what uh, twelve, thirteen. Okay. Yeah, twelve. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um. How was, what was the struggles of managing your passion amongst, you know, weighing it against all the other options you had and, uh, and just the difficulties that came with it? Because I know being an artist in general, you know, whether it be playing the instrument or painting or photography, it's just real, you know, it, it, it gets challenging at a point. So what's your perspective? You mean like uh, staying true to the craft? Yeah, yeah, you know, not giving up, you know, your drive. Word, word. Um, really, it's just a decision, man. Um, because I think once you figure out what your your passion is and your purpose is, it's a it's up to you to protect it. Mm. Because you know, when I quit, I wouldn't say that it was it was received well by my family members. Um, okay. None, actually, none of my family members. Yeah, yeah. My mom didn't want me to do it. My dad didn't want me to do it. Why don't you? My grandma definitely didn't want me to do it. <laughs> Why don't you quit that good job? <laughs> and so, it was like I was the only person that knew, and I had to really make that decision that I don't care if I'm homeless. And I was telling, I was telling my boy, um, you know what I mean that. I 
made the decision a while ago that if I did become homeless, that I would take it to that level with it. Because that's that's the level of decision I had to make. So at zero, I had bills to pay, I had stuff to do, and I won't go like this GoPro, you see what I'm saying? But if I lost my, my home and I was living out my car, Steve Harvey also lived out his car in the book. You see what I'm saying? So it's that level of dedication that pretty much I, and shout out to Kobe, may he rest in peace. Come hella high water, yeah, it's gonna get done. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what happens. It's gonna get done. Gotcha, gotcha. Nah, I feel that it's like you know, you know, in a, in, a, in, a, in a positive light. If you go broke, like you know, that's rock bottom. You can only go up from there. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> at that point, like you can't get any worse. So everything from there is is positive. And that reminds me, um, when we first met, we were talk- you were talking about you want to go to New York. And I was telling you, like, even if you were to go homeless, yo, New York would be the best place to be a homeless saxophonist. That would be the best place. I know Eden can testify. If you go in the subways, go in the streets, you will have people playing instruments, like, literally, in the subway. You got people singing, playing the drum, playing the sax, playing whatever instrument. Everywhere. Everywhere. On street corners, in the subway. Um, oop, my fault. I have my pops calling me too. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like if you if you're in New York, then you, you know you're playing those instruments. Like you know you can you can still you can still get some attention, right? So um, I feel that obviously going broke is not like no one wants to go broke, but I like that mindset yeah. where it's like you know even if I do, then you know hey, you know it, I, this means I have to work a little bit harder, you know. Thanks, though. For sure, for sure. So. Uh, I got one more question. I don't know if it, we have enough time for one more question. Yeah, we got time for one more question. All right, cool. Uh, from a, a, speaking from being a saxophone player myself, it's a little personal question, but how does um, composing work? You know, I know you have three, three different albums out and this new single out. Um, how does, you know, how do you mentally go through composing and, and yes, yeah, just composing? How, how, how do you go about it? Um, if you don't mind, you know, sharing, of course. No, that's a great question. I, I'm energy-minded. Um, I know it's, it's different for every artist, but for me, it's all about the energy. Um, and I, I produce, so majority of my music, I, I do the own, my own production. So it'll be kind of like, I'll start off with an idea, and then I'll kind of play it on the keys. Then I add the beat and the bass. And then um, when I hear the sax in there, I add the sax. Like my last one, uh, Late Night Vibes, I actually recorded that one in like a span of like two or three weeks because it was it was like a lot of time where I didn't record anything. Yeah. And then I just was like, I gotta get an album out. And so it was just a whole vibe. Yeah. And I was. I was on my wine heavy at that point, and yeah. uh, <laughs> I was just getting in my zone. But um, yeah, it was just like that, that energy, man. If you, all music is, and I'm starting to really, the more I go with the with the craft, with jazz, you, see, you really realize it because you learn from your ancestors. All music is the energy. It's a reflection of the inner energy that we have inside. That's why some stuff will come out in music that people can't say. Verbally, mm. if you notice that, like, some, yeah, man, yeah. sometimes people will say stuff and you'll be like, oh, you think like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might try to kill me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or 
some people are saying you be like, okay, they really care. You can hear it in that, but they've been hurt, but they can't verbalize it. They put it in the music. So yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So real quick before this uh, this this last segment, I want to say, um, what would you say some advice? I we kind of touched on it before. Um, but what would you say some last piece of advice that you would give either to your younger self or to someone new? Like, what would be the key piece of advice they want to take? They want to go from, you know, music being their craft to doing it full time, taking it seriously. What would you say one piece of advice, you know, that they should take home? Oh, that's a good question. Um, what I would say, man, is, uh. Just know that whatever you want to do, you can do it. Mm. The information is out there. Um, everything's on YouTube. It's a fact. Google, yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of times we stop ourselves mentally. Um, a lot of stuff that I'm doing now, I, I had a dream, you know what I mean? But I didn't think some of the stuff I'm doing now I would be able to do. Yeah. Like, even with the mixing, like mixing has been a, a big challenge for me, mixing my own stuff. Yeah. But I'm glad that I went through the struggle because now I feel like I'm going to break through of being, you know, pretty, really comfortable with it. And my, it opens your ear up yeah. to listen differently once you start mixing. Mm. So, you know, whatever you want to do, the information is out there. You can do it. You just got to really um, manage your time. So, got it. Yeah, got it. Manage your time. You heard it here. You heard it here from Mike G. Manage your time. That's some great, great advice. So, um, what we'll do, we'll end this first segment, and then we'll go into our second segment. Where we've got the word of the day. I have the quote for today. Um, so we'll say that quote, and then we'll discuss it. So stick yeah. with us. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Second segment of the Everybody Eats podcast. We're here with Mr. Mike G. Right? So we're going to our quote of the day. Quote of the day. So today's quote, I have it. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to guess it, but uh, it's, a, it's a pretty dope quote. So it goes, put the hours into mastering your craft. There's no way around it. Simple. <laughs> Put the hours Drop into master. Uh, he is an artist. All right, he's an artist, music artist from the south. Mm. Oh, I gotta guess who said it? Yeah, that's really vague, bro. He's a he's a rapper from the south. Yeah. Close. What up? What up, Tim? Oh, no. S- same city. Same city. Pusha T. Uh, no, 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 no. He said Ti. Yeah. He said Ti. <laughs> Nah, Pusha T is Virginia. T.I. Nah, I'm bugging. I'm bugging. The minute he said close, I was like, all right, I was associating um, with you. Oh, uh, Big Boy. Nah. Jesus. Nah. You got Atlanta, though. It's that Atlanta area, but rapper from Atlanta. Two chains. Nah. Okay, hold on. Let me think. Oh, oh. Is I older, older, older or younger? Older. Older. He's, he's been around for a little oh, while. Oh, okay, okay. Nah, nah. No? Okay, okay. Uh, Say it again? Hold on. The, the quote is, put the hours into mastering your craft. There's no way around it. 
Yeah, one more hint. Uh, I don't know. One more hint is kind of it's kind of gonna give it away. It's kind of gonna give it away. But he's a he's a rapper from Atlanta. Rapper from Atlanta. He's been around for a little while. Light skin or dark skin? Come on, nah, it's too much. <laughs> nah, not future. Nah. Rapper from Atlanta. You guys, you one more guess. One more guess. Gucci Mane, there we go. Gucci Mane. Yeah, Gucci Mane. I know, you'd be surprised. You think that Gucci wouldn't be saying that, but you know, Gucci's a businessman. If you listen to his recent interviews, Gucci Mane, he's more of a businessman, and he. I would have never guessed Gucci Mane. Yeah, you know, you'd be surprised. You would be surprised, but Gucci Mane, he's doing a lot of business moves out there, so. Um, one more time, put the hours into mastering your craft. There's no way around it, right? So. Obviously, when it comes to, you know, in terms of me and, um, you know, starting Kilty, starting the podcast, you know, Edom and I know when it comes to creating designs, that's something that doesn't necessarily happen overnight. It takes time to build and learn how to do that, you know, and it's before you even learn how to create a design, you have to learn how to use the programs, right? The same way you do music. Not only do you have to make the music, but you have to know how to use the programs in order to, you know, you know, mix, master, and do all that stuff. So learn how to use right. Adobe Photoshop, learn how to use Premiere, learn how to use Illustrator. It takes time to learn how to master that. And I'm not even close to mastery, right? Like, I, there's still so much I can learn, but that's the fun part is always learning, learning those skills, right? So, um... It, it, it takes time. Kobe used to say it all the time, right? Like, Kobe is always playing in the gym. Like, you have to take time to master your craft. And since none of us are perfect, none of us can really fully master. There's always going to be room for improvement, always time to practice, always ways and um, time to master your craft. And, you know, once you do master your craft, that's how you can turn it into a business, right? You are a business podcast, so it's once you learn how to master your craft, now people can pay you for your skill. People can pay you for your time, for your energy, and, you know, for everything that you can contribute because you put in those time and the hours into mastering that craft. Um, so yeah, it takes, it takes time, dedication, consistency, you know, we can go on and on, but you gotta take time to master your craft. So that's, that's what it, that's what it means for me. What's your, what's your, what's your take on it? What's your piece on that? Hey man, I gotta stop playing. So as we get off. <laughs> no, cause, uh, it's just funny you say that, man. Cause like, I really been tackling the curve with the jazz and the language because, um, even my, Miles Davis said it was like pretty much you got to go through all this stuff just to play like yourself. Mm. Just to play, to say what you really want to say, you have to acquire the technique. So it's like um, I've been taking lessons with this cat that studied at Juilliard. Okay. Um, online. And uh, he was saying, you know, that I'm pretty close to cracking the next level. Mm. And he was saying that um, what's going to change it is how consistent I am with doing it. Yeah. So, like, you can practice one day for, like, the entire day in a week, or you can practice, like, one hour every single day in that week, but that one hour every day will add up to more than you practice in that one day. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So, yeah. every day, you just yeah. got repetition. Every day, every day. You know, yeah. don't sleep, don't, don't take any breaks from it. And, Edom, what's your piece on it? Um, same way, like, one person would sit and play a video game for 10 hours, you know, you first pick up a new console, yes. pick up a new game, you're not going to be good at it, and after a while you sit, 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 and learn how to play it, 
Uh, same thing with that. My first experience, I remember I was in district band. There were tryouts for it, and I would sit for hours at home just playing, trying to practice, match with certain parts. And, and I, you know, it paid off. I got into district band my last year of high school, and it just really worked out. And I remember, you know, through these conversations, I'm just remembering all the uh, the times I would be playing my saxophone until my lip hurt, till my lip felt raw. I was tired. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The reed would sometimes be chipped, but I'd still keep trying to go. I'd cut my my um, my tongue one time because I was really trying to get the well. You would get this, Mike, the staccato on some of the notes. And oh yeah. Just you know, just all the, the time and effort I really put into it. So it, same thing with mastering craft, Adobe Photoshop, like Nancy was talking about. You get frustrated, and you see that you know. Keep at it. So, you know, you might need to take a break and sit back and do something else, but at the end of the day, you can't give up and. Just keep working at it, because when you do master and figure it out, and especially getting paid for the frustration that thing puts you through, it's the the feelings is great. That's a that's a fact. That's a fact. Ian, do you still play? Uh, I I have a saxophone in my house, and I have sheet music that I would print out even after high school. I print out all these mainstream songs like uh, Mirrors by Justin Bieber. Uh, so Bruno, I'm not Justin Bieber. Justin yeah, Timberlake. Some mainstream songs, Imagine Dragon songs, but I haven't touched it in, in like a year, a couple like a year or two. I need new reads, so I've been slacking on that. But I, I did tell myself I would bring it down when I, you know, when I go down there, and uh, it looks like I might have a potential saxophone yeah. uh, <laughs> partner in crime. For sure, for sure. So Edom, Edom's gonna be coming down to the seven five in a couple months. So you know that might be a good time for you guys to link up, make some, make some music. Who knows? For sure, for sure. All right, so one more time for everyone who just joined and for our listeners, the quote of the day is put the hours into mastering your craft. There's no way around it. So that's it. It's it's, it's simple, simple, Gucci. easy quote. Gucci, right? Burr. Like, <laughs> that's that's what it is. You got to take it. Right <laughs> you got to put the hours, got to put the hours into mastering it. So um, from here, we'll end our second segment and then we'll go into our last segment where we'll talk more about Mike D's new album, his previous albums. We'll go into the creation process of that. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the last segment of Everybody Eats Podcast. We're here with Mike G. So we're talking about the new album, all right? So we briefly covered it before, but we got a new album coming out. So one more recap. What is the name of the album? When is it coming out? Okay. And Word. what is it about? Word. So uh, the full name of the album is uh, 2020 Clear Vision. The Age of Self-Love. 2020 Clear Vision, The Age of Self-Love. Got it. Yep. Um, it's a, now it's going to be 10 tracks. 10 tracks. Um, and what it's about, it's just about taking care of yourself, man, and knowing that, like, before you can love anybody else, you got to love yourself. Yeah. So it's really about kind of honing in on that. I uh, got a song called Nirvana, uh, featuring Nora Jane. Uh, shout out to Nora Jane. Um, but it's just about finding that place within yourself. Yeah. Um, I got another one called Trap Jazz Meditation. 
So, like, I think at times like this, like I was saying, it's really important that you do find yourself and hone those things and not get distracted with all the uh, sensationalism yeah. going around. Um, of course, I got the hot tea and the incense, you know. That's yeah. just find your, you know, everybody got that thing they want to do to relax. Yeah. So that's kind of like one of my things is the hot tea. I do candles, too. Yeah, I like candles, too. Tea. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So going on that, um, talking about obviously, you know, everyone knows COVID-19, the quarantine, it has some people in, you know, unfortunately some people, you know, again, you know, cabin fever or, you know, they, you know, some people fall into some depression. Unfortunately, you know, some people who have gotten sick or, you know, lost loved ones because of it, it's not, it's not really an easy time. So um, one thing as content creators I'm very big on right now is not only am I, I'm very big on, you know, content creators need to produce content not only to build their own brand, but like you said, one more, one really important reason of creating content is because you don't know who needs to hear it. You know, you have a lot of people inside on social media, maybe they're looking for some sort of inspiration, maybe they're looking for something to distract themselves because all you're going to hear right now is going to be, you know, coronavirus, corona, like coronavirus, right? Like that's all you're hearing right now, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, like, so we need, as content creators, it's somewhat, you know, to an extent, it's somewhat like a responsibility to give people something else to listen to, something else to consume that, you know, they can they can take home, they can distract, they can educate, you know. So here at the podcast, we're putting out great content for content creators to produce. And like you was mentioning before, this is, you know, music that people can hear, you know, to distract themselves, to give them something, something peaceful, something to meditate on, something to sit on, you know, so... Um, I think I think that's really important. I think it's a great I think it's a great time. I don't know if that was the original intention. I I, I mean obviously no one knew that you know coronavirus was, was gonna start, but um, I think it's I think it's a great time for the album to be coming out and, and you know be helping everyone out. Yeah, I think so too. It's funny because I wanted to um, I wanted to start the year off with it. Okay, that was the goal. Um, it's obviously it's a that the album has uh, grown since then. Yeah. You know, I added up a few tracks, and that's what kind of delayed it, but 2020 was looking real good. Yeah. You know, 2020 clear vision. Yeah. And um, I had a thought yesterday, I was like, you know, this is the time where you really got to have that 2020 clear vision, because um, in three months, really in one month, all that positivity that was going on kind of just got wiped away like they canceled everything really yeah you see what I'm saying something in the water got canceled yeah yeah postponed 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 to um, next year it got canceled bro yeah. it got <laughs> yeah. it got <laughs> yeah, it's yeah like you know Virginia as a whole it was like you could feel that energy rising up you see what I'm saying it was a lot of opportunities that I was building up for as well with something in the water. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm not going to lie to you, bro. When I got the notification that it was canceled, I was pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like, for like five minutes I was pissed, right? Yeah. But 
even when it seems bad, that's when he's using it for your good. That's a fact. So like, now, I got a whole nother year to prepare. Yo, yo, and we were saying the same thing, yo. Because <laughs> I might not be ready. Like, yeah. We were saying the same thing. So for the clothing line, we had like we were, we was creating like a whole plan for the clothing line. What we're gonna do? Boy, How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. So for the clothing line, we had a whole plan. We're like, yo, we're gonna get some shirts like this, that, and the third. And then I was talking to my coworker. We like, yo, do you think it's gonna get canceled? Like I, I had like I was getting a booth ready. Like I was getting like everything right. Yeah. And it was like the day. I got approved for a booth and I was about to pay. I was just about to pay for the booth. And then, cause I got the email like, yo, you've been approved, just pay your money by like tomorrow or something like that. Then like 30 minutes later, after I got like that email, like I just told my coke, I was like, yo bro, we just got approved for a booth. I just gotta pay the money and we're set. Maybe like 30 minutes to like an hour later, boom. Like something water gets canceled, and I was like, yo, like we just, like we just got approved for a booth and like I was sick. And then, and then I hit up Edom, I was like, yo, wait, now we got a whole nother year to prepare, you know what I'm saying? I was like, it would have cost us, obviously it cost money for the booth, so I was like, all right, hold on, now I don't have to pay money for that, I could probably use that money for something else, you know what I mean? And like, hey, that, that means maybe it just wasn't our time, you know? Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll go, you know, we'll just wait for next year, so... Everything happens for a reason, and like, I'm not, I'm not really, like, I was mad for a little bit, but I'm not mad anymore, because there's just so many other, like, opportunities, right? When one opportunity closes, now you can just, you know, other opportunities open, and like, you know, this coronavirus has just allowed us to, more online content, more things like this, so, um, you know, just trying to, trying to use it, trying to use it for your benefit, so. This man just sends me a screenshot of the cancellation and says, yo, bro, I'm hyped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Bro, it was gonna be, it was gonna be, bro. It was gonna be like three. It was like three hundred dollars for the booth in order to get the shirts. It was like gonna be like another two hundred. So like, obviously, it's an investment, but we were prepared to drop like close like five hundred for it. And then like, and then literally once once I got it, I was like, man, I was so sick. And then I was like, wait, hold up. I don't gotta spend that money right now. Like I could use that for something else. You know what I mean? And then I I, I sent it over to Elam and we we're like, hey, maybe this year just wasn't our year. Next year, and like because it got canceled, I feel like that means next year it's just gonna go even more stupid. So um, I think, hey, it'll, it'll work. So that kind of reminds. So that that kind of goes into the next topic I wanna ask. But before that, Elam, do you have anything uh, you wanna bring up before we go into last questions? No, no, not really. Good. All right. So, what I want to ask, so now for, obviously, this is a business podcast, right? So, a big part of making, uh, we were talking about before, part of making music is, you know, you're trying to create some income for yourself, right? So, oh, yeah. what would you say are some key, before we go into business tips, how do, as an artist, how do you start off, you know, booking gigs, you know, getting paid for, you know, your music? So, what are different ways to get paid for your music? And how do you go about that? Great question. Um, for me, uh, it's a phone call. Most of my my gigs start with a phone call, um, and I think you just I look at it more as it is a service, you know. And a lot of times, people can get so caught up in. Either two things. Either one, they don't know how to ask for money. Mm. 
because it's something that they like to do. Or two, they they get too caught up on the money. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. To where it really becomes like work. You see what I'm saying? Like you didn't really want to work. That's why you did this. Something that you love. So it's about finding that, that balance and saying, like, of course I'm going to ask for money. Like I don't work for free. Yeah. But we're going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, we're going to have some fun. We're going to celebrate life. I always make sure, you know, when I do a gig, that everybody's just enjoying themselves and celebrating life because, like, once you get past the point of, like, oh, I can play, it's really about what are you playing and how are you affecting people emotionally. And, and you want to get to that level. You don't want to be caught up in, oh, well, you don't pay me this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, and I get, I get, you know, you got bills and you should set your price point, but you always kind of, every, everything is customer by customer. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just how I look at it. And what was your other part of your question? I'm sorry. Um, so, I was gonna, pretty much, yeah, like, how do you, so you kind of said uh, booking gigs starts with a phone call, so I was kind of like, you know, hey, are you finding people online? Are you looking for different venues? Like, how exactly are you saying, like, you know, I want to start making money? I mean, like, different ways to make money. So I know um, there's the gigs, and then you also said that, like, you sell you sell your, your, um, your beats and stuff. So kind of explain, you know, how do you even promote your beats? How do people find out? How do you sell them? Um, I'm definitely selling uh, just, you know, off of the studio and just getting guests that, um, that know me yeah. and hear my beats. I'm, and like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm still learning, but I'm just really learning to crack into the uh, online yeah. method. Because online is so crowded, it's less direct, but you can always make it direct from from your leads, from the online. Yeah. But you want to always build that relationship, you know what I mean? So, you know, with the beats, uh, even film score, looking to get into that. Um, what, what's that? Like, making, mu- making music for film. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Because, like, a lot, if you notice, a lot of movies... They don't always have songs that's on the radio. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? The reason behind that is it's probably like if they can use this song, they can might save five thousand dollars, or and then the budget already almost close to a million. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So they might look towards a more uh, less known person that's dope. So it's really about your content. So if you got the same level quality as uh, Kendrick Lamar, and it might not be the same words, you see what I'm saying? But yeah. if you got that feel, and it's close enough for that film, which is not about the music as much, they might go with you mm. and save their money. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that stuff, and like even with the, you know, the coronavirus and everything, that's ways to make money without even leaving your house. Yeah, yeah. Like I think. Uh, and that was for me too. You get caught up in that that, that mindset of trading hours for dollars, which the rich people don't do. Like you think, Pharrell, Timberland, uh, um, Timberland, the Switches did that beat battle, or I mean song battle. You think all them songs not still making them money? They're not leaving their house. You see yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like so, they 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 set up a system for themselves to create 
income to come in. Yeah. They worked on it at one period of time, and then it just kept coming. So now that's pretty much what my aim is to figure out as many ways to uh, build that with my music. To build that passive and that residual income, right? So um, if if you think about the music game, like a lot of ways that people make music, similar as like, for example, when they sample a music, like, you know, some people you hear about that, but sometimes people don't always know like how to sample and work. Like when you got to get a sample cleared for like your own track or your own album, you have to go pay that person or record company in order to use that music on yours, right? Yeah. So you could be made. You could have made a song twenty years ago, right? You put in ten hours making a beat, making a song, right? And you made that twenty years ago. Maybe you you know you dropped a single, made some money on that. Maybe you dropped an album, made some money on that. But once you have that, you know, once you have your masters and all that stuff, now if someone else wants to use your beat or your song, now they can pay you for, you know, using that. And that's another way of using that passive and residual income where, you know, you can have money, be making money off of something that you did like 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And like, for example, I think I sent Edom this week. Um, talking about Pusha T in the 757 area, there was a video of Pusha T saying that how he wrote the uh, he wrote the McDonald's um, I'm Loving It uh, yeah. anthem, and he has like 40% stake in the Arby's theme song. So I think he like wrote the Arby's theme song, and like that's like he said the McDonald's I think was like a one-time payout, but then I think Arby's he gets like 40% like regularly, right? So that's just another way in the music. You know, it's not just about music, but it, there's business. There's business moves behind it where you know, like you said, if you're making it for a film, if a film is using your song, I'm assuming that like you know, the you're going to get, either it's going to be a one-time check or it's like, hey, we're going to pay you X amount to use your song, license it, we're going to put it on our film. Or you could be like, yo, any percentage of revenue you make from the film that has my song in it, you could probably get a percentage of that. Yeah. So there's different ways, you know, to maneuver those business moves as an artist. So it's like, you know, there's the there's the making the music aspect and then there's the business aspect. And I know for artists and musicians, sometimes, you know, sometimes you want to stick just to music and you don't want to deal with the numbers. And that's, you know, that's respectable. Some people, it's like saying that with like, you know, art. Uh, designing clothes some people just like to do the process and don't want to handle the numbers but for those who like both right because gotta eat you know bills are still here regardless but for those who like those business moves there are different ways um you know where you can capitalize on your art and start making residual income something that you could possibly pass on to your kids you know maybe a song that you make right now you could have it in a, in a film you could have it in a show you could have it somewhere and people can make money off of that or you can make money off of that in the long run so. No, big facts, bro. I feel like that's the true test. Yeah. The true test of your music is not if, and I, you want it to be successful now. Yeah. Right? And I don't want to test that. But you know you made a hit and you did your thing when 20 years down the line, somebody else come back and want to use your song. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to people coming back like, hey, Mighty G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, like we said, like we, we, you know, we talked about in multiple episodes, everything in life is a business, whether you realize it or not, 
right? So obviously we love the music aspect and we love, um, you know, listening to the music and the vibe and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, you have to get fed and everything is a business. And, you know, that's what we're trying to do. Show those different business sides that maybe you don't, you know, hear about. You hear a lot about making music and you hear a lot about creating and stuff. But sometimes you don't hear about the moves in order how these artists build their wealth and build their money. Um, sure. So... Um, and ring the bell for you on that one. <laughs> I appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> it. Appreciate it. So uh, that covers everything I want to talk about today. Edom, do you have any last words? Any anything else you want to you want to ask or say? Uh, just to reiterate points, and I guess put the cherry on top. Um, just capitalizing on your brand and taking advantage of your worth and figuring out how to make money off that is key. For sure, for sure. And Mike, do you have anything you want to say before we before we uh, have you give out your socials? Any closing points? Uh, yeah, I do have a closing point, man. Um, to all my fellow creators, um, don't feel discouraged. This is an opportunity. Uh, really hone in on your your craft. Hone in on your art. And um, when all this is said and done, the ones that's working now are going to be the ones that elevate when it's finished with. So, you know, use this as an opportunity. Fact. <laughs> that, that enemy get on you in your mind yeah. and you press. Yeah, take this time and really, really dig in. Definitely, definitely. So, you heard it here. So, thank you, Mike G. Again, how do we find, how do people find you? How do people find you on, on, on social media? How do they listen to the albums? So, give us the rundown. Uh, well, first, you can visit my website, michaeltramel.com. That's uh, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-I-A-M-I-L-L-E dot um, com. And you can get to my social, my YouTube, uh, my music. Pretty much everything is on my website. Got it. But if you want to follow me, just follow Michael Jamel. That's uh, Jamel with a G. G-I-A-M-I-L-L-E. Got it. Kicks, what's happening? Got it, got it. So you already hear Michael Jamel album coming out soon. Was it twenty? Uh, what's the name again? Twenty twenty Clear Vision. Twenty twenty Clear Vision. Twenty twenty Clear the Vision. The Age of Self Love. The Age of Self Love album it's coming out soon. That's a fact. That's the age of the coronavirus. That's the age of self love. Age of Self Love. So album coming out soon. Make sure you go check it out. I'm assuming it'll be available on all platforms. I know I have it on title. Um, albums out on title so stay tuned album coming out soon stay safe stay healthy and wash your hands <laughs> for sure for sure so let me go cut that gotta close it out with the hot tea in that sense